Welcome to Technado. Welcome to episode 300 of Technado. We've been talking about it for weeks and we finally made it. I'm your host, Sophie Goodwin, and I'm so excited to have you guys join us. And of course, sitting next to me here, as always, is Mr. Don Pazette. Don, how are you? I am doing great. Excited for today's episode. We got a lot of really cool stuff planned. Normally, I say I'm excited about the news. I mean, we do have some news, but we have a lot of other fun activities to go with our 300th episode. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. And of course, to your, uh, to your, well, that'd be your left. It's Daniel Lowry. Sorry, it took me a second. It's been a long yeah. day. Well, you've got perspective, right? You <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. From whose view am I the stage left? Stage right, oh, stage yes, left. Yes, yes. Yeah. Where are we going with this? I'm doing great sitting here pondering the idea that I'm still here and not fired yet. So uh, There's know. still time. We keep hoping. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, jo- a, do- a joke that only Don gets. <laughs> That's a movie obscure enough that yeah. Sophie wouldn't have even heard of that yeah. one. Yeah, Probably yeah. not. I thought you were. I thought you were just making a joke about like being fired. I, I didn't know it was a reference. Yeah. So okay, cool. I'll have to. That's another movie I can add to the list. Well, we're of course excited to have you both here with us. Glad that you are here after all of these episodes because you guys have both been here pretty much since the beginning and. I'm, of course, new, but I am happy to be here as well. We've got some giveaways coming up later. We're going to be giving away a couple of these Blue Yeti microphones, so you want to stay tuned for that. Send your comments and questions in the chat, and you might win one. Uh, but before we get into all that, I want to take a look back, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm new. So let's take a look back at where TechNATO began. The origin story of TechNATO is a little bit weird because it wasn't like one day I just said, we should have a podcast. Well, one day we thought, hey, there's that YouTube thing. We should probably do something there. And we like technology, so we could probably do that. And so the Technado was born. It actually came as a result of several other decisions. I I co-founded a company called IT Pro TV with Tim Broom. And in the early days, Tim and I were trying to figure out a lot of things. We didn't know lighting. We didn't know cameras. We didn't know video production. We knew IT, right? And, And so IT was what we did really well. Everything else we did pretty poorly. And so we, we stumbled around. We bought a lot of different cameras and a lot of different microphones before we finally got things right. And when we moved into a new building, we brought in a studio engineer who said all the stuff we have is wrong. And, and so we bought all new equipment. And so one day I was walking around the building and I saw all these extra cameras, extra microphones. And I said, what, what are we gonna do with this? You know, we could probably build a pretty sweet podcast studio. And so from there, we started thinking, all right, well, what's, what's a podcast we could create that would actually be meaningful? And so that's where we took my office, where, where I am right here, and we started putting just old cameras, old microphones, everything that we had purchased before, threw it in here and got set up to do a podcast. And from there, I said, all right, well, what's a podcast I wish I had? And so I said, here's an area we can make a change. We know IT. It's what we do. We have fun talking about it. It's our hobby, right? So when the cameras are all turned off, we're usually just standing around talking about something that happened at Microsoft or Apple anyway, so why not come in here and film it? And that's what started Technado. They chose. They have at, they choosed? They choose. chose. They chose. Rated. chose. They have chosen. Choose the five. All right, well, we're going to learn English today on the podcast. <laughs> Chewed? Uh, so they choo-choo choosed. It's got a picture of a train on it. Uh, Daniel and Don, feel free to kind of interject their own life experiences into it. Um, they'll interject their own sense of humor into it, and they both have that kind of dry sense of humor, which makes it fun because you, sometimes you don't know if they're joking or not. So it just makes it really fun um, to, it's like a puzzle while you're in there. I watch you sleep, Daniel. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that who was in my room last night? Not with ah, teams, gosh. though, that's, that's with me. That's just <laughs> binoculars. Or, or the FOSCAM <laughs> yeah, that I set yeah, up in your, your... Here, Daniel, here's a FOSCAM to hack. 
<laughs> uh, one of the things I like is it's just ever growing. You know, um, it, it could change in a few months, but at the heart of it, it's still the same core foundation that Technado was in episode one. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, and welcome to the IT Pro TV podcast. I'm your host, Dom Pizzette. Well, what makes Technado unique is probably the, the personalities on it. We are a little bit of a, uh, an odd group of people, right? Myself is probably the chief of those odd people. Uh, Don is this weird, straight, yet very funny individual. We got Sophia. She's running the thing. She's the, like the she's the new kid on the block. She's learning stuff, so it's kind of fun to watch her take her first steps into technology and uh, and work with these two yahoos. Find me in the Yahoo Yahoo Fantasy Football Chat. Yeah. That's uh... sponsored by Yahoo. <laughs> And that's really our goal is we're trying to share information with the people that are out there. We can't do that if we're using incredibly complex tech jargon and going into boring diagrams or whatever. We're just trying to have fun and talk about the stuff that we're passionate about. So I think having each person with a different background is what really sets this show apart. I do like to watch Daniel breathe. Just, <laughs> yeah. just to, it's just fun. There it is. Yeah. ASMR for all of you out there enjoying that. Did you know that uh, sign language was my foreign language in high school? Was it really? Was and, it? Uh, yeah, so if you want me to do Is it a foreign language? It's American sign language. Well, it counted as my foreign language. Yeah. <clears throat> Amongst many other things that are great about TechNATO, I think that's one of its shining qualities is the ability to sift through and weed through you know, all the reports, all the articles, and at the end of the day, bring home five or six of them that are really going to be beneficial to the community and possibly change people's uh, maybe view or at, uh, outlook on something or maybe assist in their organizations. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was just a wicked exaggerator? Like... <laughs> it's really, really cool working with Don. He was the first person I filmed anything with when I first came on at this company a couple years ago. Do you suffer from moderate to severe plaque psoriasis? If so, you may be entitled to financial compensation. That's right. I'm constantly surprised that we have an audience because you know we jump in and we have a lot of fun with Technado. We, we don't use scripts. We usually just pick five or six articles to talk about and then we just come in here and we, we talk about them and, and that's it. And in the early days, we had no idea if anybody was really watching. It was just my commitment. I said, we're gonna do this for at least a year. We're gonna film every week. We're gonna generate some content and get it out there and just see how it does. And so you'll hear us joke in episodes about how it's just our moms watching or whatever. Like all eight of our viewers really approved this episode. And so I, I, I got an email from one of our, our listeners or viewers or whatever they do. Uh, and Check your email. I do. And, <laughs> There's your uh, first mistake. And there it goes. It was right in between the Nigerian prince and uh, some insurance. See, I make sure to my shock. I read was, all those. My shock was we had viewers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. You check your email. Great. But then I'll go and look at our YouTube metrics and see where 10,000 people watched an episode. And I'm just constantly surprised by that, that we reach so many people that they're actually watching it. And that's just viewers, right? We have listeners, people that just listen to the audio tracks. I don't even know those numbers, but there's a, a lot of people that do that as well. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that because it, it lets me know that I'm not the only one who thinks that just having average people talking about technology is a useful thing, that they can benefit from it. Listen, we know this works, man. Shut your mouth. That's what I'm using. <laughs> yeah. So it's worked since 1997. Right. And it'll if it ain't broke, son. Uh, it is broken, sir. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not broke, but it's been hacked a hundred yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Did you tell it's a bad podcast already? <laughs> that's that's what it would be funny to say that to them. Probably not appropriate.
as somebody who has only been on the podcast for a short time, it's really cool to look back and see, kind of hear people talk about how it's evolved over the years and how it got started. And you guys probably have, since you've been here since the beginning, probably have some highlights and some, some memories over the years of like your favorite moments on Technado. You know, we, we've certainly had some interesting ones. Uh, What's Technado? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did say probably. What are you? Throw it out there like... <laughs> A favorite moment. How did I get here? Uh, we've had plenty of times where Daniel didn't know what was yeah, going on. Those are that's, always favorite moments. We call those Technado days. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, you know, like a, a standout favorite moment. I, I have, I have moments that I don't think we can talk about. Uh, well, mine, mine <laughs> probably is an article. Uh, it was the article with the eBay people that were like harassing some people by oh, like mailing live spiders. And yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, you haven't heard that crazy. one? I don't think so. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll see how much I can remember. There was this couple that uh, they they got burned by eBay somehow. Right. And so they, they started a website that was chronicling all the bad things that eBay does. And uh, at eBay headquarters, they like had some a, VPs or whatever, right? Like the guy, somebody he was like was over the VP department, of security right? yeah. or something. And so he started harassing these people to try and get them to st- to take down the website. And when I say harassing, Sophie, it was a husband and wife, and they like sent a book on dealing with the loss of your spouse, and yeah, boxes of like um, dissection animals. And there was the. Um the uh, adult literature with animals. <laughs> they sent to the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It got rough. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- those, uh, those people are in jail now. As they should be. Yep. I can as see why that be. stands out to yeah. you as a favorite memory. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like, what? People are crazy. And the the head of that team, I, I, I want to say it was like a security team or something, yeah. was a retired police officer. Like somebody who should have known better. Yeah. We're going across the limits of the law here, but it was so nuts. It was just the nuttiest article. I I couldn't believe that there were people out there that would actually go that far, <laughs> and they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, it's it's crazy what madness will do. And then of course the Scrooge McDuck like money bin talk that we did, where I don't think you were there for that. Oh, did I miss we, this one? We we calculated. Well, well, first we started off with like discussing how much money does Scrooge have. <laughs> and we're like, well, I mean, it's a building. Well, I guess not all the floors are actual money, but and then Justin, he he looked up the dimensions of a 15 foot swimming pool, and then how much volume it would hold, and then how much liquid gold could be put in there, and then he figured out that just a 15 foot above ground swimming pool would be like enough. It's it's more money than the global GDP. <laughs> <laughs> so Scrooge McDuck is like. Infinitely wealthy. You know, at, at Technado, we hit, we, we cover the hard hitting yeah, issues. We do. We really do. And people, people want to know. Yeah, but that was uh, fun. I do yeah. remember hearing you tell me about, like, you telling me about that conversation that you had. That I remember. Yeah. The eBay thing was new. Yeah. But Scrooge McDuck, that's that's in the, the lore bank. Yeah. I do remember hearing about that. You know, we we have a segment, uh, the tinfoil hat segment mm-hmm. or the the don't make no sense segment, where we cover weird tech news, and th- those are almost always my favorite. The, uh, the the people burning the five G towers. That was crazy. That was pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, or the ones that were selling the USB keys that would protect you from five G cancer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and it was <laughs> for like three hundred dollars. It's just wow. a USB key. It was yeah. like it was like a generic Chinese USB thumb drive. And they were saying it would protect like you from five G. Eight megs on it or whatever. Yeah, like that was the their selling point. Yes, or? it had oh. software yeah. on it that you plugged into your computer, and then that would protect you from five G. Well, that sounds legitimate. Just yeah. this last weekend, I saw one. Uh, do you guys know about audio files? The the world of audio files. 
Oh, I know what you mean. Yes. These are these are people they who like like two bands. Oh, yes, yes. Like okay. Yeah. PH files. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I mean, th- these people are hardcore. I'm not one of them. I, my hearing is very, very poor. So, yeah. I, but you know, they they buy special speakers, special amps. They're cabling like special yeah. expensive cables just to plug things in. I know uh, that uh, one of our ELT members is one of those people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, no, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw it was on ours or you know one of the various Tom's hardware websites something like that and it was a special network adapter for audio files and it was if you stream audio over the internet this network adapter will make it less noisy which is total bs if you understand how streaming works yeah. at any level like this is is completely dumb uh, and other people had done tests on like you could actually stream audio over coat hangers <laughs> and and get the same quality as these like gold plated network cables and yep. uh, so there's a lot of scam stuff out there but the anti 5G that's been kind of a recurring theme on our podcast and it's uh, it's been good fodder for the show that's for sure yeah. now Sophia you haven't been here long but what's your favorite so far oh gosh I I can't think of an article off the top of my head because most of what we cover is it's new it's stuff for me to learn and so it's every week I feel like I'm learning all this new stuff which is great. Um, I would have to say probably the stuff that sticks out in my mind the most so far are the few times where something has been said that I wasn't expecting and it just sent sometimes this happens I don't understand why I'm like this but it'll just send me into a fit of giggles and I can't get over it's like sending to hysterics it's, it's like her vasovascular so, yeah, I have to like lean away from syncope. the syncope from the like when you were talking about Gucci gang a couple weeks ago yeah. and it just yeah. it, said, it broke it, your computer real good didn't it, it yeah it broke yeah. me and they had to keep the camera off of me for a little bit and so I could compose I myself I don't know that it's happened to you Daniel but it did happen to me when we were talking about that uh, uh, the uh, colon cancer testing company. Do you I remember that? I wasn't here. Oh, you weren't here. For I that. wasn't on the show for that. I could not breathe. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did they? I think Justin said he made a comment like, "What can Brown do for you?" <laughs> that was, <laughs> and then that was that was the end of Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technology is great. Yeah. So, um, you know, I this wouldn't necessarily be a particular episode, but something you viewers out there don't get to see. Uh, we we have guests on the podcast from time to time, and we. We had uh, we used to have guests every single week, yep. and some of them were great, phenomenal. We we got to talk to some really interesting people, but sometimes they weren't great. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you'd get that marketing person who just had some memorized spill or, or whatever. You could tell they were reading and, a sheet. Yeah, yeah. And, and and those were a little painful, and it's partly why we're really selective on who gets to be a guest these days. You know, you kind of improve the experience. But, yeah. But whenever that would happen. As a listener, you would hear, you would know, like, oh, this is not very interesting, and hit that fast-forward button. We can't hit the fast-forward button here in the studio, but when we're off-camera, the faces that, like, Daniel would make and Justin would make or, or Peter, you know, as we were listening. <laughs> Slogging through the interview. <laughs> How can we edit this interview down <laughs> to make it not Correct painful? me if I'm wrong. This is why we came up with the rapid-fire yeah. question segment, <laughs> right? Because it was like... All right, I think we get it. Let's <laughs> let's move on to the. Oh, you're still going, and yeah. you're still going. Yeah. Okay, this is an important thing for you. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> wow, is you know, that my phone? <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Peter, I noticed uh, Peter Van Rijs was in the chat room right now. What yeah. up, he's, PBR? He's, he's just here to win the Eddie Mike. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple. You, bro. <laughs> there, there's a couple. I'm scrolling through. Like, if you have YouTube, we've got LinkedIn. I think maybe even people watching on Facebook. I think we might be streaming on Facebook. Um, and I saw there was a couple of employees that are in there. Chris Ward had said he was waiting for Daniel to say, "This is Technado," and kick a hacker into a pit. 
like on a 300. <laughs> I really no, would pay to see I was the, 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 the head of, I'm Xerxes, yeah. 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 I'm Xerxes. Don's the one's kicking people in the Yeah, that's, yeah, Don, Donanitis. Yeah, Donanitis. <laughs> that sounds like, uh, uh, I need topical ointment. <laughs> oh, um, Do you like suffer Donanitis from moderate to severe Donanitis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got a couple other people coming in. Looks like Brian Mack, Microsoft demands tribute, but Donanitis refuses. So that, that pun, that credit goes to Brian for that. Mar it looks like we've got somebody saying amazing journey. We have a couple people in LinkedIn too. Lauren had said, congrats on three episodes. Um, we've got, sorry, there's like three, three different chats. <laughs> three uh, episodes. We, there's three different uh, chats going. Congrats, congrats on, on three episodes. The other 297 suck. Yeah, <laughs> total garbage. I only watched, I picked three at random and just decided based on that. PVR says, I'm just here for the Yeti mic. <laughs> me too, me too. I do is, love his profile pic. It is a nice <laughs> microphone. Yeah, his his profile pic. I don't think I caught his profile picture. Oh, he's doing the, the Uncle Rico. The classic. Is it really? Yeah, yeah the, the Olin Mills. The, <laughs> <laughs> is it really like the, the Olin Mills under the chin? That in a while. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Remember from oh, yeah, school? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were the people that came and did the professional photos for your like yearbook. Oh, okay, now it's um yeah. it's like DSP or something that comes. Gotcha. It's Dean Stewart or Don Stewart or something like that. But they would come and take the pictures. But it's not. They don't do the... The glamour shot. Well, it's, thing. it's not 1987 anymore. That is yeah. true. That's but it could be. True. Yeah, we can. Bring, we're bringing it back. <laughs> we can bring it back. We can bring it back. So we've taken a look at uh, some of the things coming in on the chat, and like I said, we'll, we'll continue to monitor that as we go on through this episode. But moving on, we've got uh, a, our first giveaway winner. We're going to be giving away three of these, and I wanted to give a shout out to our first giveaway winner, the winner of the first microphone. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. Winner of the first Blue Yeti microphone is Dustin Gray. He's watching on YouTube. Congratulations, Dustin. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode and for watching and listening wherever you are. We'll get in touch with you about this, and congratulations. <laughs> if, you, if you've learned one thing from watching Technado, it's please don't post your personal information yes. in the chat. <laughs> the team will reach out to you. We will. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> So now that we've got that, we'll have a couple more giveaways coming up, so stay tuned for that. But we do have an article we're going to talk about today, right? We do, yeah. Um, there was a, a fun article that really irritated me, so I was like, well, we got to cover <laughs> this on Technado. Uh, on the, oh, I'm going to tee it up, the five secrets only cybersecurity pros and hackers know. Do you know them? Daniel, do you know the five secrets? Well, I'm not a pro, so well, probably not. All right. Well, there we go. So uh, <laughs> stay tuned because you'll have a chance to learn the five secrets and master the I five magics. I can't wait to become a pro. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So this is from, this comes from Fox News, right? So five secrets only cybersecurity pros and hackers know. Shall we go through the five? I think we should. I really think we should break it down. How are we not already neck deep in this thing? Come on, people. <laughs> so this first one, it says, number one on the list, see if someone is secretly getting copies of your emails. I will admit, at first, I was intrigued by this. But what, what is she talking about here? All right. So, um, uh, oh, and the she on this, th this actually came from Kim Commando. Uh, it was right. an article written for Fox News. Uh, which we don't normally go to Fox News for our tech we do news, not. but this one this one stood out for me. Um, so basically, these are five tips, and and put yourself in the mindset: only a cybersecurity professional would know to do this, or, of course, or a hacker. Um, what they're saying is, your mailbox, your email, might be fully functional. You're able to send and receive email, no problem. But someone else has access to your email. How do you know, right? And my mind immediately went to a certain place, which is not the, the place that she went. Uh, what she was saying was, check your, uh, your login history. Hmm. Look at your login history to see if there's any unknown IPs or, or other locations that pop in there. And 
while I, I know that's a feature and I think about it, that's actually not the first thing that I look for because I know that when an attacker gets into a mailbox, one of the first things they do to maintain a foothold is create forwarding rules to forward copies of your emails to another address. That way, if you change your password, any inbound email will still send to this other address and they can even initiate a password reset. So I absolutely would have said, check your forwarding rules. Um, she did not mention that. And I, I think it's because I, you know, maybe I'm not a... Uh, You're too close to it, Don. I guess so. You're not a hacker, yeah. Yeah. You're not a hacker so you wouldn't know. Yeah. But Daniel, any, any advice there? Like for, from your perspective, how would you know if somebody was secretly getting copies of your emails? Secretly getting copies of your email? I mean, so I guess if you're thinking about it, emails are coming to you and they're getting copies of that, right? Or that is, that, that is That is the premise that we are working with here. That would be kind of difficult. So if they were logging into your account, okay, that makes sense that you would be able to look at where your logins are coming from and do that. That's not necessarily something that only the pros know per se. I don't want to you know, chuck Kim too hard underneath the bus on this one. I mean, the NSA did come out and say, restart your phone every week. And that's a that's a security tip that only the pros might know. Um, so, but as far as that, yeah, something like anything that looks suspicious that you know you did not do. So Don's first thought was to go to, oh, what are these forwarding rules? Are there any rules that you did not create would probably be a key. That you're receiving email from things you did not sign up for email for. And now all of a sudden you're receiving email from that. Where did that come from? That's strange. Now, of course, our lists get sold all the time. But if it's very specific things, I think we all know what we're talking about here, right? Um, that would be like, ah, oh, you're probably not going to get on that list, most likely. And now all of a sudden you're on it. You can check your outbound. What have you been sending things to? Have they been using your email account as a springboard to send yeah. spam and doing things of that nature? So just looking at your email from time to time just to see is there anything that's off or not set that way you thought that you had set it, that should be the first start of a red flag for me. And I think an attacker that is at least skilled enough to get into your mailbox would know that if they sent email to delete it out of your sent messages. Yeah. Right? Like You would be surprised, my friend. Because people don't <laughs> check their, their deleted email. They go, yeah. oh, it's deleted or it's sent. The only time they check their sent messages. And, of course, we don't go to sent messages anymore. You go to search and you search for the thing you are looking for because how many deleted items do you have in your deleted email? Oh, tons. Okay, tons, so that's yeah. needle in a haystack kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, of course, you could scroll through, but who who does that? You can, but it's not like the typical thing someone would be doing looking for, did I send anything that I didn't send? Yeah. I guess for most people, the only time you check your sent messages is when you're like, man, how much did I drink last night? <laughs> time to Dr check. You drunk better, emailing yeah. people? Better check the sent messages. <laughs> you, you just now met Don. I've, I've heard of like, drunk texting and drunk calling, but drunk emailing is a new one. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, uh... It does happen. Okay. Wow. You learn something new every day. I believe day. they make rom-coms about that, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I learn something yeah. new every day on Technado. So that's number one. See, see if somebody's getting copies of your email. Number two on the list is make sure your printer didn't get hacked, which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, right? That, that Sure, that's valid. Um, I would argue this one really isn't valid. It's, yes, yeah. printers can get hacked, right? But it's rare that a printer is directly exposed to the Internet. So if an attacker right. is able to get to your printer, that usually means they got in through some other Yeah, you got bigger first. problems at that point. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 
she mentions that printers often store copies of the docs that have been printed. That's true for commercial enterprise printers, right? Like mm -hmm. large printers will have hard drives in them and they can store it and that is sensitive, needs to be encrypted and protected and all that. But the types of printers that most people use in their regular homes don't have permanent storage of any sort. They have RAM that is cleared pretty quickly because they don't have much of it. Like These are, are budget-type printers. So this one is not realistic to me. Um, some of the symptoms she mentions, like if your printer starts printing blank pages or bunches of characters, I... This I, is called printers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have our time attributing that to it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Agreed. Like, most printers that you get uh, from big box stores or whatever, they're, they're simple devices that are meant to just print print jobs, not save print all that stuff is done in the operating system and the print drivers and all that those devices don't really have memory or storage to keep those things around then again if a hacker like why would you connect that to the internet are you going to be at motel six somewhere going i guess i'll print this out for my significant other yeah from here uh, so i've i've gone through the trouble of making like port forwarding rules or setting up ngrok or some other service that allows me you know din dns access into my inter like who's yeah. doing this well, let, let's set up a scenario here. I'm yeah. going to try and make this realistic. Okay, go for let's it. Let's say somebody's got an older HP printer, you know, so it's got like an HP Jet Direct card in it, and it supports IPP, Internet Printing Protocol. Yeah. We don't know that because we're an oblivious end user, so we plug in the printer, plug it into the network because we want to print over the network. It's got IPP, and then it starts talking to your router, and your router is configured, and this would not be at an office, so at home, your router is configured for UPnP, yep. right? And so it automatically opens the ports for IPP, We'll see how many acronyms I can use in one sentence. Uh, and so now this printer has exposed itself on the internet. Many jokes to be had here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unbeknownst to You're us. You're done with IPP? <laughs> so, a, uh, so an attacker could be randomly scanning and just come across this printer that's open. Yep. People don't update the firmware on their printers. So the odds of there being vulnerabilities on the JetDirect card are really high. And now they break into it. But if these cards don't have permanent storage, what can they really do? But Daniel, you, you've done this living off the land thing, right? Like, the yep. what is it called uh, where you don't write any tools to the disk it's all done from memory yeah it's fileless fileless yeah there you go. we call fileless. it fileless living off the land is just the utilization of whatever tools are available in the system that you've gained access to and then a fileless attack is where i have code that i need to execute but i don't want to write something to the disk that would be malicious and necessarily get caught so you reach out to uh, or you build that from code inside of the code and say oh this guy i've got some obfuscated stuff Put that together. Well, of course, it has to load all that stuff into memory so they can put those things together and then unobfuscate it, make it coherent. So there's all this weird code that's making that happen. And then it's able to look at that and execute it. So that can get around a lot of like detection agencies of, uh, you know, AV and EDR or whatever. Yeah. But um, I'm wondering how much, how much RAM a like a home printer, like how much RAM would a JetDirect HP have? Would it have enough to give you? If it prints images, which they all okay, do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the majority of the time when we print, unless the font is installed on the printer, you're you having to render it as an image to send it over. Uh, and those can be fairly can large. Have decent yeah. size. Uh, yeah. tells you how much time so I spend with I'm, printers. I'm not saying gigs of memory, but, yeah, but, but at least like 64 megs. megabytes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I would say. Now, her, It's IoT, right? That's what we're talking about. It it's really an IoT is. device. Yep. Now, her advice is uh, if you suspect your printer has been compromised, you should basically do a factory reset on it. Right now, I would say that's not going to be effective. If an attacker got into it somehow and you do a factory reset, that doesn't solve any problems, right? Because it, it's just going to be in the same state that it was before. In my scenario of 
if IPP is on and it's doing UPnP on the router, it's just going to it's going to expose itself again. Yeah. And so uh, you know the the real solution here would be to make sure you're doing your firmware updates on your printer to make sure you've disabled UPnP on your router, you know, to prevent it from being exposed like that. Right. Uh, I don't think a factory reset solves anything here. So it depends on how it got hacked, right? So if it's some sort of worm, then of course it will eventually get hit again. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is a threat actor who is looking for those specific printers, eventually again, they would, they would hit. So it's kind of a one, two, it's a both and. Like, yes, if you already have something on, then do a factory reset, which will wipe off any malware that they've uploaded and file us uh, or otherwise. And then you need to do proper security on it to make sure that IPP gets turned off and that UPnP is turned off. Like, I, I, why are we turning on UPnP? Like, how many things do we need exposed to the internet? Oh, that's right. Everything's connected now. Welcome to IoT land. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's not the safest thing in the world to do. When you start connecting things to the internet, ask the Colonial Pipeline people how well that worked out for them. <laughs> yeah. Because now you become a target on that landscape. And I don't know about you, I don't like that. Well, Lane out on YouTube said, if you need more memory in your printer, you can just go in and download some more. <laughs> just down, download to the printer. Download. There you go. You're talking about uh, having your printer set up to print like wirelessly like you're in a motel six and you're printing something for somebody else at home and pvr says that uh he prints messages for his dog while he's out (laughs) there is a reason that you might want to do that so i just want to want to make sure we're giving the real world examples here do you ever see that video where they took a bunch of printers and they had them tuned so they all like sounded at different frequencies and they played christmas carols with no that's uh, cool yeah they they were uh dot matrix printers right so the the ratcheting noise yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so you could have that set at home and maybe you need to remotely trigger it (laughs) yeah You're giving a Christmas concert by way of printer at your home while you're not there. Covering the real world examples. That's good. (laughs) Do you remember, Don, uh, when we worked at the Bureau, Mm -hmm. right, they had a room that had, I'm pretty sure it was like dot matrix style printers. Oh, the the big ones. Yeah, they were huge. And that room was like soundproofed. It was awesome. Because it was so flipping loud. You have to go in there, you have to put in hearing protection. It was so loud. So um, the... (laughs) The wait, wait the, but those printers weren't active. They they, they printed specific things. It was like okay. there was like two or three of them that was in a single room, and I only went in there a couple of times because they had like a a desktop that was in there that ran the whole show. I had asked uh, to convert that to my office at one point because I really liked that room because it was so quiet. Yeah, uh, but they were like, "No, we might need this." I'm like, "You guys never print on this." Yeah. But apparently they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From time to time, they did. From yeah. time to time. <laughs> All right, cool. So make sure your printer's not hacked. That's that's number two on this list or something along those lines. Make sure your printer, what did she say? Make sure your printer didn't get hacked. Number three is that there is a hidden location tracker on your iPhone. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that I would call it hidden. They're not, it's not like they're secretive about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you normally hear about this when somebody commits a crime, right? Well, didn't, yeah. didn't Apple and like Google and a couple other companies, like weren't they forced to expose the fact that even if you shut off your location services and your Bluetooth and your Wi-Fi, they can still track your phone. Yeah. Didn't they have to like explain that to their customers and let them know we are doing this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you are getting a cell phone signal, just immediately that the phone company can track your location. It's easy right. for them to triangulate by tower strength. And we see that in every CSI episode there is. Uh, but all the other services you use, even if they don't intend to be tracking you, they, they do it just as a matter of course. Well, but like even, even the microphone on the device itself, from what I understand, 
it can pick up sounds from the area and then triangulate that with other devices in the area. Oh, I didn't know. Oh yeah, like right, this is like Batman it gets level. it gets like straight up crazy. <laughs> like you can go down the tinfoil hat, yeah, uh, rabbit hole real deep on what these phones can do. I was explaining to Sophia that the microphone on your phone can pick up the CPU voltage changes, and they can extrapolate what the CPU is calculating at the time and recreate it based off of that information. So it's it's a little it's a little crazy out there, ladies huh. and gentlemen. Yeah, I was complaining. Oh. I was like, so we can pick up that noise, but when yeah. I say "take me to Publix," it doesn't understand what I'm saying. Well, that's Siri. Yeah, she's he's an like, idiot. that's not the microphone's <laughs> problem. That's the AI's problem. So I, I heard why Apple Maps is worse than Google Maps because Google stores more information about you. Oh, and it has okay. more information stored. Apple does not, and that's why their maps aren't quite as as good. I could see that as the Google Maps are. So you're you're making a trade-off. I I would say it's that and the fact that Apple is kind of known for half-assing everything that isn't <laughs> an Apple. iPhone or a, yeah. <laughs> um, now she gives some steps on how to turn off uh, sort of. She says turn off location services, but but she's not. The steps actually do something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but there's some important things to remember when it comes to your privacy and location data, and I'll give you the the number one that that people run into uh, is. When you take a picture, almost every phone these days, and every camera for that matter, has the ability to stamp it with GPS coordinates, and it happens automatically. It's on by default. Mm. So you could have location services turned off, but when you're taking pictures, you still have that location stamped on your, your That's phone. how they catch hackers, right? Because yeah. they're like, oh, I absconded from justice with you know $2 million from my malware campaign. And then they take a picture of themselves on the beach in Sydney. And then they post it on Instagram, and they just look in the exit data and go, oh, there's the GPS yep. coordinates right there, and we will see you soon, sir. Yep. Although, <laughs> even without that, have you seen, what are they called? Geo, the, the Geo, Geo hunters or something? Geo t- oh. ge- geocaching. No, not no. geocaching, where, right. where they look at a picture, and just yeah. with the picture, oh, they figure yeah. out exactly It's like an OSINT. Yeah. 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 What is that called? They Maybe go somebody. to like Google Maps, and they try to like pinpoint yeah. exactly where This was on the Don't F with Cats uh, documentary on YouTube or on, was um, it really? on Netflix. This is how they found this guy and where he was in his apartment was everybody was looking at the videos and the pictures that he was uploading to taunt them with and figuring out based off of the landmarks where he was. And they discovered he was in Canada and I think in a specific city in Toronto and people went there and were like, yep, there's his apartment right up there from based off the angle and everything. Yeah. They figured out where this dude was and he had to like, they had a hall A. Yeah. It, uh, is it GeoGuesser? Is that that sounds right. Geoguessing. Yep. Uh, and they're, they're surprisingly good at it. Uh, like, yeah, they show up at your thinking house. <laughs> and the, there was a rumor. What's the guy, the masculinity guy, um, Tate? Andrew uh, Tate. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where the, they were saying one of the ways they were able to track him down was the pizza boxes he had in oh, his picture. Yeah. And they, you know, so you have a surprising wealth of information in the digital data that you create that would help somebody locate you, regardless of whether your GPS is turned on or not. So this is a, a much bigger issue than simply turning off, uh, what did she say? Turning off uh, significant significant locations. That's like one little feature, one little aspect of the way that you can be tracked on a phone. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly surprised when you hear about uh, suspects being arrested because they were able to track their cell phone to the location. Uh, and it's like, man, I, I would think that everybody would know at this point, you got to leave your phone at home. <laughs> so I was I was watching a podcast called The Sean Ryan Show, right? And the guy interviews, uh, interviews like tier one operators, Delta Force, Navy SEALs, DevGrew, so on and so forth, right? And this guy was an ex-DevGrew dude. And he said he had like a $600 million budget 
for like and he goes we can track your phone even with the battery out mm. yeah he's like they don't tell you that though and they have like special bags that they put their phones in that are basically faraday, faraday cages cage, yeah. yeah and there is i've even heard of like faraday escape like where people are able to do covert channels through faraday cages I'm like, this is okay. There is no hope for us. Yeah, we we are tracked. We are tagged. We are bagged, I, and I, think, I I can't stand it. I think there is a rule that like a cell phone is it has to be able to dial emergency services regardless of mm. whether you have an account or not. And so if you think about that, like you could pull the SIM card out of it, right. you could disable data and all that, and it would still need to be able to call emergency services. It's it's always going to be tracking. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, good stuff. I think because uh, I was having an issue with my phone the other week and it was like my cell signal was just not it was not there. I don't know what was going on with it. It's fixed now. But even while the cell signal was just completely off, it I have an, I have an iPhone. So it gives me the little SOS where my cell bars oh, usually yeah. are. Yeah. So it can only make emergency like can't connect to the Internet, can't text, can't call unless I'm calling 911. That's so how I even, know it's my phone. Yeah. <laughs> even when I have my SIM in, I can't, you know, text. Yeah, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it. yeah, that's yeah where know. is the like the largest network? My eye. <laughs> <laughs> so that's number three on the list is turning off basically location services or, or getting rid of that hidden tracker, as she calls it. Uh, number four, you can wipe your phone if you lose it. Now I. I'm going to make myself sound like I'm irresponsible with my phone. But several years ago, I ended up locking myself out of my phone. And mm-hmm. so I, they had to do this where they did like a they find the iPhone and then erase it remotely kind of. But I guess in this case, it would just be if like if you lost it or it got stolen yeah. and you're like, shoot, I don't want somebody going through my stuff. And but then, but then you lose everything. So it's a trade off, yeah. I guess. So this one, this is probably one of the ones that bothered me the most because is this something that only cybersecurity pros know? No. Or only hackers <laughs> know? I. I think most people understand that you can remotely wipe your phone. Yeah. How long ago did that happen to you, by the way, Sophia? Six years ago. So before you came here. Yes. And you knew to go to somebody and they, they could help you. Yes. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So no. I'm, I am not a cybersecurity pro and or hacker, and I knew that. So, yeah, yeah you're correct. So um, a, a business associate of mine uh, lost his cell phone on a roller coaster at an amusement park. And so- Company data on the phone, lost it on the roller coaster, had no idea who had it, um, and and couldn't couldn't find it, and reached out to me, you know, like what what should we do? And I was like, well, it's got company data on it, we need to erase it, and so you know, I, I remotely wiped it, wiped the phone. So if you if you know it's out there, you can remotely wipe it, and now you know your data's safe. Now here's where it became a problem: the amusement park found the phone, and he went to claim it. But to claim it, they said, well, you got to like punch in a PIN number or something to prove that it's yours. Well, it was remotely erased. Hmm. So when you turned it on, it was like, yeah, the, it was wiped. Yeah, the welcome screen or yeah. whatever. And so, like, it, we had to like get the purchase data to show yeah, the yeah, serial yeah. number and all that. It was a, a big hassle. But just the, the confidence of knowing that your data is not out there. And if you have an Android phone or an iPhone that's been made in the last, I don't know, six or seven years, they back up to the cloud anyway. So you're not really losing anything by remote wiping. You got a, a much bigger risk if you lose your laptop because that may not be backed up anywhere and you remote wipe it. Well, you might not even be able to remote wipe that if it doesn't have a cell connection or, or something of that nature. So, uh, But this one's no secret. I, I think most, most people, definitely our listeners, should know you can remote wipe your device. That's, uh, let's hope. Yeah, yeah fingers <laughs> crossed. If you didn't, now you know. Yeah. That's, was that like a prerequisite for watching uh, watching Technado? You have to know how to do this stuff. Yep. So, so that's number four. And the last one on this list, number five, 
It just says apps are desperate for you to share the juicy details. For some reason, the way that's phrased reminds me of those ads you see that are like, doctors hate him. He do he tricks them with one simple thing or whatever. It has that kind of vibe to it. I, I think this statement might have been true five or ten years ago. But today, Apple and Google have done a really good job of telling you when you install an app, here's all the information they want. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody understands how how uh, malicious Facebook is with like their their desire to grab your data. If you install Facebook Messenger on your phone, it wants to take over your SMS. Like it's just uh, invasive. Uh, I I feel like this is something people know, and this is not a cybersecurity pro hacker type thing. These companies, if they're giving you a free product, that means they want your data. Right. You are the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. And the reasoning here is it says it's like a, they're, they're eager to get information on your contacts, birthdays and pictures and email addresses, but your friend's information is not yours to give away. That is their, you need to get the yeah. consent to, to share that stuff. Well, you're not going to find friend's information at these prices ever again. <laughs> Contact me at Daniel. At, I, <laughs> yeah. I'll give it to y'all. Cut me a check. Let's go. Let's go way back in time. Uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Right. So LinkedIn. Most of you know LinkedIn now as LinkedIn Learning or LinkedIn as part of Microsoft. And if you're out looking for a job or professional connections, it's like the the go-to site for that, right? But a long time ago, it wasn't owned by Microsoft, and it was owned and run by a group of people that were shady to say the least. And they had a business practice, which was when you signed up for uh, LinkedIn. It would say, hey, connect your mail account, and we'll see if any of your contacts already have LinkedIn accounts, and we'll connect them. And then what it didn't tell you was, oh, if your friends don't have LinkedIn accounts, we're going to reach out to them and tell them their account's been created, and they just need to click this link to see it. And so like, they were blatantly harvesting your data to grow their user base. It was a super shady practice. Uh, LinkedIn was like a really scummy company in the early days. Fast forward to today, a whole different world, right? But Now when, Facebook is the really scummy company. Wow. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I think they're all still kind of scummy companies. But yeah, I was about to say, they're, they're not really like going against the grain here, Don. <laughs> it sounds like uh, business as usual around the old social media sites. Well, now they have bazillions of dollars <laughs> and nobody questions them. Oh, so. that's true. That's here we are. But, <laughs> get those bazillions and yeah. they're good to go. So, you know, again, Daniel said it the best, which is if you're getting something for free, yeah. then you are the product, like your data. So uh, it's something we need to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, be just be mindful about what you do and what you're posting and what you put and what you say out there on the internet because, A, the internet never forgets. Trust me, I'm well aware of this. <laughs> and B, how much, like, are you willing to give over to someone that is making a profit off that? And if you're willing to give that over, that's totally fine. That, but it's up to you to make that decision, and you need to be informed of that decision before you do it, right? You can't just think, oh, it's cool, it's a free product. Eh, it's not free. Yeah, it's it's free to to use, kind of, but the, you're going to be giving them something in return. Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. somebody in the YouTube chat that mentioned if uh, if it's free, you pay for it with your data. Data is the new gold. I think it was Lane that said that. So yeah, absolutely. I we we agree to agree. Is that is that's that's the phrase that you say, right? <laughs> yep. Stealing agree stealing agree one of your agree. Danielisms, <laughs> your veritable cornucopia of Danielisms. Uh, a, a plethora. A plethora. It's Babette's feast. A bevy, uh, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up the that uh, segment, that article of those five things that only cybersecurity pros and hackers <laughs> know. 
And now you know them too, so you should you should feel very informed after that segment. Uh, but real quick, I wanted to go ahead and do our second giveaway of the episode. This is going to another one of our viewers from YouTube. The second microphone is going to Blackburn in Tech. So congratulations. Again, don't call us. We'll call you. Don't send your information <laughs> in the chat. It's generally just not smart. If you do, LinkedIn will reach out and create an account for you, right? So. We'll have our people call your people. <laughs> our people will call your people, yeah. We'll be in touch. Um, so congratulations, and thank you for watching today. We're happy to have you here with us. So going back back to the whole reason that we've got all these decorations and everything up we've got balloons and streamers and everything it is episode 300 which is crazy i mean that's i've only been here a short while but congratulations to you because that's that's impressive to keep a podcast going for 300 episodes yeah you know we we were talking about it earlier today there's plenty of podcasts out there that don't make it past 12 episodes and uh, you know consistently doing it week after week is challenging there are I, I do want to get this out front real fast. There there are a lot of people involved in the filming of Technado. So each week you all tune in or maybe you only tune in once and, uh, <laughs> and then never again. I won't make that mistake twice. But uh, but you see us on camera. You see Sophie, myself, Daniel. Maybe we have other guests in. Uh, but there's a ton of people behind the camera. Uh, not literally, because it's a robotic camera across the room there, but uh, but across the building that are controlling the camera uh, that actually make all this come together. Uh, people like Megan and Titus, Caleb, Brad. Uh, I mean, it, it's a big list. Madeline. Um, uh, Ryan, Allison, Kathy. Yeah, we've got... The whole building, really, yeah. involved in some yeah. capacity. Melissa. Awesome. I mean, it, 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 there's a bunch of people that, that all work together to put what we've got here and get it on the air. But even with that in mind, all the work that we do wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for you, the viewers, the people that watch us. And we do get feedback from you guys. Some, some people take the time to jump over to technado.com and throw a comment in there. Some of you, I appreciate this the most, share excellent your mom jokes. Oh, we uh, do love that, a mama joke. Honestly, that's the <laughs> highlight of my week when we get those in. Uh, <laughs> that's a true story. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and so, you know, it, it's the viewers and listeners that are out there that really make this happen. And Sophie, we, we got some submissions for today's show, didn't we? We did. We got some submissions from some of uh, the former guests of Technado and even some of our viewers and listeners out there that are hopefully watching right now, or maybe they'll watch it later, watch the recorded version. But we do have, we've got a little compilation of videos from former guests and viewers. So let's go ahead and take a look. My favorite memory of the Tecnito podcast would have been at ChannelCon in 2019, where I was live in person with Don Pizzette. That was one of the most amazing experiences of my entire life, just being at ChannelCon for one with the IT Pro gang and just being able to talk with Don in person is always, that's always a unique experience. So I've been stuck in this booth pretty much the whole conference, so I haven't been able to get out much. I've been listening to the presentations online, uh, you know, just, just like most of the people out there on the internet, uh, but you've actually been here roaming around. What, what is the coolest thing you've seen so far here at ChannelCon? Uh, actually, the, the keynote from Eric O'Neill I thought was really good. Uh, he talked about a lot about like insider threats, which is something that I'm personally interested in. Uh, I thought the way that it was delivered was really good, and there's just a lot of information out there. He was really enjoyable, just it was, it was entertaining. So uh, that was kind of like the biggest thing for me that you know really stuck out because a lot of the topics he talked about, I think, kind of relate to directly the path that I'm looking to be in. So that's what I enjoyed. But I, I really enjoyed that because everybody there just makes you feel at home. And even doing the live Technado episodes where you're, uh, you know, you get called in on Zoom and whatnot. Behind the scenes, I think, 
are is probably like my favorite experience of it all because everybody is just so sociable they're having fun they're joking they're laughing and they just make you feel at home and the entire time that you're on the podcast the entire time that you're talking to the host they always make you feel at home they always make you feel comfortable it's engaging it's funny you know it's it's just it's edutainment at its finest and i truly honestly believe that from the technado podcast to all the training that it pro provides you guys do a phenomenal job congratulations on 300 episodes that is phenomenal i'm so excited for you guys i can't wait to do another video when you guys are at 600 episodes keep going strong and good luck to you just wanted to say congrats to the technado team on getting to 300 episodes and i'm sorry to hear that you got canceled but 300 is a great number to get to and wait what's that oh they're not canceled oh they're 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 still making it oh I, apparently they're still making the technado podcast which is good of course, that is 300 total, which means that's 299 without me as a guest. I guess that's still pretty good though. Congrats, everybody. Hey, Don. Hey, Dan. Hey, Sophie. Congratulations on 300 episodes of Technado. So I actually found Technado indirectly. My educational background is actually in chemical engineering and material science, but I was listening to some of Don's videos for CompTIA Linux Plus, from which I'm still the proud owner of Kermit.txt. And from there, I looked up uh, some of Don's profiles and I saw that he's on a podcast called Technado. So from there, I decided to check out Technado and I found that I really enjoy listening, especially as I'm driving to and from work, uh, you know, learning about the world of technology and what's going on in the news. I really enjoy learning from you all. And from there, I also checked out, uh, started checking out some of Dan's videos on Certified Ethical Hacker. And uh, I was, you know, I was trying to remember the Iron Triangle off the top of my head. And I realize I can only remember authenticity and integrity, so you're just getting an iron line, Dan, I'm sorry. Maybe an iron curtain, considering everything that's going on. Uh, and so my last thought is just that uh, you can trust that I am not an AI-generated uh, video trying to get you to click on a link with malware, because you can see that I breathe, so you can trust this video. And uh, finally, again, congratulations on 300 episodes and looking forward to many more. Hey everyone, this is John Hammond, and I just wanted to take a moment to extend a hearty congratulations on 300 episodes. That's incredible, that's insane, and you should all be super duper proud of all the hard work that you put in. And hey, I'm a fan. Like, I love Technado, I love being on the show with you all, and I love the way that you and the crew make this whole technology scene so accessible, approachable, and digestible, and you all do great work with it. So hey, I'm excited for 300 episodes, and I don't know about you, but hey, maybe 300 more. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. I was featured on podcast number 131. Um, love you guys. Love the original crew with Justin and Peter. Hope to see many more of your show. You guys made me what I was, what I am today. I was always kind of a shy person, and you guys got me out of my shell. Hello, IT Pro TV crew, Technado team, and of course, Don Fazette. Congratulations on 300 episodes. What an achievement. Who would have thought years ago when we went to our first conference, we couldn't afford tickets to get in, but we went in as IT Pro TV press and Don would conducted interviews like a rock star. Congratulations on your 300 episodes and 125,000 subscribers on YouTube. Great job. Look forward to seeing you soon. Wow, how cool to see like some of your former guests and even some of our current viewers and listeners kind of weigh in and talk about what the podcast means to them and and how you guys' work has really affected people. It's really cool to see. Yeah, and uh, you know that was 
Hey, I'm going to throw Tim under the bus. I was bus. about to say, <laughs> Tim's been spending some time on a boat. <laughs> have you seen his, his his boat that he got? I have not seen it. I don't know yet. much about boats, but I know that that's impressive. It's an impressive it's boat. An impressive he, boat. <laughs> he does love his ocean going, his seafaring. <laughs> and uh, and I'll throw Tim under the bus. That, that story about somebody losing their phone on a roller coaster? That was him. That was Tim. Yeah, I knew it was Tim when you said it. Remember when he lost his laptop at the train station? Yeah. It's like, but that got recovered. It did. <laughs> but the phone never got recovered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the phone was gone. Poor but, Tim. Uh, well, no, it was recovered, right? But they had to go through a lot of rigmarole yeah. to get it back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we, we've had a, a lot of, of great guests over the years. We've had, uh, I mean, just a lot of great viewers that contribute. And, you know, it, if you are a viewer out there and you want to become a guest, if you have something that you want to talk about or whatever, we'd, we'd be interested to hear about it and shoot us a message over on TechNado. But 300 episodes is, is a lot. Uh, you know, we film once a week every week and if we know that it's going to be a holiday week or something we try and pre-film so that we have something to put out there to everybody so we we try and entertain we we know that it's you only have so much time in a week and the fact that you give up some of that time to listen to us is probably the most flattering compliment uh, of all and so uh i appreciate that my my fellow hosts here on camera uh you know the work that you guys do if if it was just me talking we wouldn't have hit episode 20, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's nice to have people to bounce ideas off, off of and get different perspectives. Uh, it's been it's been a fun ride. I'm we have glad, a good time. Glad to hear it, yeah. I feel like I feel like this is where I'm supposed to say, and that's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, we're not done yet. I did do I did some quick maths, and uh, 300 episodes. If you do one once a week, every week for however many years, it's you're coming up on six years now, which yeah. is impressive. Yeah. I mean. 300 already is a big number, but then to kind of put it in perspective of how many years this has been going on, that's that's pretty cool. So congratulations. It is a long that's run. Pretty cool. Glad glad to be here to see episode 300. So uh, moving on from from the just soft-hearted, just touchy-feely, yeah. touchy yes. Not that that's not great, but moving <laughs> on from that. Want to do uh, our next giveaway winner. This person's actually, I think, watching right now on YouTube, and they actually submitted a video for us to kind of tell us about how Technado has impacted them. So congratulations. The winner of the third microphone is Brian Mack. Again, we will reach out to you and get in touch with you about getting this in your hands. Congratulations, and thank you so much for joining us for this episode and for watching today. Yep, and, uh, you know, Brian... It, it, you didn't win just because of all the nice things you said about my Linux bus <laughs> training, but uh, certainly <laughs> helped, right? Yeah. Look, Plus, um, he's got that cool show, The Secret World of Brian Mack, right? And then, oh, I don't oh, know. That one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know somebody ever get that right. <laughs> oh, I love boy. to dip into her culture every now and this then. This is what so happens. Make when her uncomfortable. <laughs> you know that uh, the the Linux Plus show. We we have a day job. Uh, you, Speak you, for yourself. You might not <laughs> believe this. I'm gonna I'm gonna air some some dirty laundry here. You might not believe this, but Technado doesn't make us any money. <laughs> no, I've yet to see a nickel. Uh, I don't think we've ever made a dollar off of Technado. Um, but the great folks over at ACI Learning are the ones who fund creating this podcast. So it it's not like we're paying out of pocket to do it, which is nice. It just takes our time and, and some effort. Um, but that uh, that company, ACI Learning, that's our day job. We get over there and we create things like that Linux Plus course, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and they do a lot of really interesting stuff, too. In fact, this month, they have been featuring women in tech, a, a lot of different activities for uh, women that are in the field, working in technology, cybersecurity, training, all the various aspects, and even featuring some people like Miss Sophie Goodwin over here, who's going to be in an upcoming segment. I think we have a preview for that, don't we? Let's uh, let's get that up on the air. 
quite some time. I'm now. She's my partner in crime. We get stuff done. We have a good time doing it. Because she is a learner, she is doing a great job of playing the part of the learner and being the advocate and the voice for the person that's watching the content. So I'll be working through a lab or trying to learn something and, and I'll be like, Daniel, it's not working. And he'll poke his head up and be like, well, what are you doing wrong? Don't do that again. And I'm like, thanks. And it's very helpful. It's like having a teacher just there all the time. So unless you quit your job, I'm here. Getting the answer is just as important to her as knowing what the answer is. That's the right mindset for someone that wants to be in cybersecurity. In my estimation, if she wanted to be somebody, a name, a face in the cybersecurity community, there is no stopping her. She could totally do that. There you go. That is my tell-all memoir. So keep an eye out for that coming out later this month. But as you can see, we have our SNL-style uh, crew going on here. These are some of the people that help to make Technado happen every week, some of the folks in our office. We love and appreciate them just as much as we love and appreciate you guys out there for watching, listening, interacting. And we thank you for tuning in today for our 300th episode. Are we going to do the poppers? I think so. Oh, my gosh. So. Okay, should we count it down? Destroy the microphone. Should we count it down? Let's do it. Okay, all right. Three, two, one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a, lot of, a lot of effort. There we go. <laughs> this was a last-minute decision. It but took man, quite it, a few uh, twists to get that thing it, to go it, off. It's probably a safety mechanism, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was coming out of it. Wow, what, a, what a way to end the episode. Thank you so much for watching, for tuning in today for our 300th episode. We could not have come this far without you. We've loved sharing the celebration with you, and we'll see you next week for Technado 301. Lame. <laughs> <laughs>